Jason King here of the Sikkim 365 podcast, along with my co-host, Ashley Hodge. I'll tell you what, I don't know if we're going to have a podcast all year as exciting as this one. We are here with all three members of what's probably going to be the most uh, historic and most uh, Ballyhooed recruiting class in, in Baylor history. I'm talking about Langston Love and Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan, all the way from Germany, joining us today. And, and guys, thanks so much for being on. Uh, we're excited as as more excited than you can even imagine about you guys coming to Baylor. I know you're excited too. Just wanted to go through some questions for you here on signing day week. Um, Ashley, I know is going to kick things off and, and, and grill you guys on a couple of topics here. All right. So, so first question I've got to ask you guys, and, and you can see by my shirt, wingspan matters. And I know the three of you have some pretty long wingspans. So let's make sure we start off by asking you about your wingspan. Jeremy, what is it around seven feet? Is that correct? Six foot eleven, so pretty close. I'll count that seven foot for sure. So sounds good. Yeah. Langston, what about you? My wingspan's like six nine or six ten, one of those two. Oh wow. Okay. You're long. Like uh Macy Oteague. He's a, he's another guard that's got a really long wingspan. Kendall, what about you? I I know you guys got measured recently. Six eleven. Six eleven. All right. Man, I saw you had some hops too, Kendall. I, I think you were over uh twelve feet on a on the vertical? Yeah, that's a little light. That's crazy, man. That's, that's getting up there. All right, so for my first yeah. question is, <laughs> give me a couple words that come to mind when you think of Coach Drew. Uh, let's start with Jeremy. Jeremy, if you, when, you, when you think of Coach Drew, what are some things that come to mind? Family, first of all. I've been really close with him and just the whole coaching, coaching stuff in general, but uh, loads of energy, um, and just family, I think that those are the main two for sure. Family and loads of energy, I love it. Langston, what are some? What are some? Uh, he's uh, enthusiastic. Like you're always gonna get uh, a happy, most of the time, a happy coach, Drew, and and he's always gonna have lots of energy when he's talking to you. And then I feel like he's a humble guy because he's done a lot and and has a lot of success like throughout his life and. And I just feel like he doesn't like uh, – he just keeps it – keeps on working, like keeps on pushing for more and more. So he's not uh, – he just doesn't settle for what he's already done. I love yeah. it. And, Kendall, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts? What would you add to that? I'll say like a player's coach, sure, high energy, a follower of Christ with the big. So say about him. Okay, you broke up for a second there. You said players coach, and then and then what'd you say after that? So he has high energy, and he's also a follower of Christ. Okay, awesome. Jason, you want to take the next one? Yeah, you know Langston, you kind of kicked things off uh, with, with this recruiting class, and and really kind of started all the excitement. Why did you Why did you decide to kind of pull the trigger when you did, and and and, and why ultimately did did Baylor? Uh, was Baylor the school for you? I know you had a, a big list of uh, suitors. Well, you know, with um, AAU being canceled and and all that, I just felt like um, where I was in my recruiting was where I was going to be, and like there was nothing that was really going to change like that. And I also feel felt like Baylor was the first school to offer me, and they had offered me like before before I even got on the national stage. Mm-hmm. So I felt like they had a lot of faith in me and a faith in my ability and my progression. So I just felt like 
that was a school for me and they've been there and always had uh always believed in me so I felt like that was where I needed to go when you said they were one of the first schools on you what do you remember about that how kind of how how old were you when they when they first started coming after you or, or showing interest and was was it a deal where coach Drew was one of the only guys in the in the stands for a while early on or yeah, that was um sophomore sophomore year, the beginning of sophomore year when I had no offers and I was a basically a non a non known player. And when Baylor, when I saw when Baylor came knocking at my door, I I was really surprised that they were really even interested in me because I didn't even think I didn't even know if I was that type of caliber player yet. But I was happy they did and they. Put, all, put a lot of faith and trust in me, so I just thought that was good. Yeah, and and Kendall, I, I know that uh, you and Langston had gotten to know each other a little bit, and if I recall, you know, once you saw him commit, that really helped your interest level grow. Is that is that accurate? Tell me what that was like. Yeah, I, I really liked Baylor uh, for a while, and then when I seen, like, Langston and Jeremy commit, I was like, you know, this is going to, like, push me, like, go, like, make the – uh, make the jump because with all this COVID and stuff, I just wanted to cut in and just get it over, get it over with. So when I seen them commit, I was like, yeah, I want to play with them, talk to my family, and just make yeah. the jump. You said you were, they were already on your radar. What was it about Baylor besides those two guys that that was really you know drawing your interest? Uh, like if I was the style of play and just the relationship with the coaches, like. My dad and Nunez uh, used to play with each other back in Minnesota, so they go way back. And it was just like the whole relationship part of it was big. And Jeremy, what about you? I, I know that uh, you know the coaches had been talking to you for a long time and are, are so impressed with your style of play. What did they do to convince you that that Baylor was going to be a good spot for you? like the season getting canceled and you know AU getting canceled and everything was you know standstill and everything but um I had to I thought it was better for me to commit early because I, I didn't know if I was coming back to America or, or whatever was going to happen so I mean every coach was really close to me and um the energy they gave me and what they offered me was was great for me and my family so that's that's why I decided to commit to Baylor. All right, so I want to ask you guys, if there's one talent outside of basketball that people would be surprised to hear that you have, what would that talent be? Kendall, we'll start with you. What, what's the one thing that you can do that there might be surprising to the people that, uh, watching this podcast? Uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good artist. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been making some good drawings, you know, here and there. Do you, what do you draw? Do you draw people? Do you draw scenery? Or what's what's your specialty? Uh, just pretty much anything, you know. I took art class last year, and that's when I just knew that, you know, I was an artist. I was drawing, like, cartoon characters and all that stuff. You know? <laughs> that's awesome. Do you, do you have a favorite cartoon character? Like, what's uh, – what, 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 what do you guys watch? Like, I, I grew up in uh, – Jason and I probably were the Scooby-Doo – cartoons like when you're a kid what, what would you watch futurama futurama yeah <laughs> langston let me let me ask you like what's what's a talent that you have outside of basketball um i would just say that 
I mean, I grew up playing soccer, so I feel like my ability to, like, juggle a soccer ball, I feel like that's what many people don't know I can do stuff like stuff. It's no like soccer. That. Yeah, football. soccer. Football. We got a European uh, weighing in on that. Uh, Jeremy, what about you? Are you what's your what's your talent? Um, I feel I feel like my fashion's a talent. Yeah. I, I think I got some fashion. Where sure. you got drip? Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you, uh, like so. So, um, are you? When you say fashion, is it? Um, I mean, not not just clothing, but I mean, are you? Do you, do you have like a? Like, like, do you try to tidy up your house in a certain way or your room, or is it is it mainly just clothing? What you wear? Mainly just clothing for now, but you know, maybe maybe I'll evolve or something. But right now, it's just clothing and shoes for sure. You got a pretty popular. Have you, have you heard of this fixer upper uh, that's in Waco, Texas? Uh, Chip and Joe Gaines. Has that crossed your radar at all? They don't know about the fixer upper yet. Uh, I used to watch that. I used to watch that. Oh, song. okay. On uh, HG, HGTV, HGTV. It, yeah. It's one of the most popular uh, home improvement shows in, in the in the world, and it's based in Texas. And, and the Baylor graduates uh, that that are, are the uh, the people that put that on. So I wondered if that had crossed your radar, Jeremy. Since we're asking kind of off the off the court <laughs> questions, um, I know you guys, you know, staying healthy and keeping your body in good shape is a, is a huge thing to, to becoming an, an elite player. But if you're going to have one of those cheap meals on a Friday or Saturday night, where are you going, Langston? What's your spot? You're a Texas guy. Are you a Whataburger guy? Where, what are you going to do uh, if you're having a bad meal every now and then? Um, I would probably say it's a, I'm a Whataburger guy. I like the, the patty milk. Yeah. The patty milk. Yeah, that's pretty good right there. That's good. Yeah, Kendall. What about you? You you have any any food that you uh you're drawn to? Uh, canes and McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> How's the food in in Germany, Jeremy? Y'all eat different stuff, or it's it's a lot different than like America. There's barely any fast food shops. It's crazy. Like yeah. like in America, you got everything, but like in in Germany, all you have is McDonald's, Burger King, and KFC and Subway. That's it. So I, I'll just go to KFC or McDonald's. Yeah, I got you. But but in America, I went to many places. Okay. Yeah. I think I think Baylor basketball legend Quincy AC was a huge Raising Canes fan. Yeah. If that's yeah. Not yeah. All right. So, yeah. All right. My next question for you is: I'm going to make this a little difficult because we're going to exclude the taller guys. I, I know all three of you are over six foot three. But uh, if you're going to pick one NBA player that you're going to build a team around that's under six foot three, who would you pick? Langston, I'll start with you. What's who, who's your who's your go to short guy for to for to build an NBA team around? Um, I probably have to say CP3. Chris Paul, yeah, he's he's a great passer. Um, he can also finish and get you baskets when you need to but he also gets everybody involved and he's a good uh leader and he's a very great vocal communicator yeah he, he's the first one that came to my mind i had some better choices after i thought about it but i he's the very first guy that came to my mind kendall, kendall what about you who would you pick alan iverson alan iverson old school okay why why alan uh just He's that dog, you know. 
Yeah. Straight bucket. You know, I, was, I would want to build my team around him. Competitiveness, yeah. Yeah. Who's your choice? I was literally about to say Chris Paul as well. I mean, I mean, he he's a leader and he's a first. Uh, he passes the ball first, and I mean, he's he's a great player as well. So, CP3. Got it. Yep. You know, when I when I watch tapes of you guys, the one thing I love and it gets me really excited is I think all y'all bring a different kind of skill set and to to Baylor, and you're all good at so many different things, but. You know, like, so what's the what's the thing that you pride yourself in the most? Um, you know, in your game, and if you were going to describe what you're really good at, what would it be? And also, what would be one thing that you're really hoping to improve on? You know, before you get to Baylor. Um, I feel like my defense is is one of the things that I pride myself on. Also, being efficient and and making every and like making every shot count, whether if I miss it or not trying to just keep keep a, a very efficient style of play. And then something I need to work on, I would say, is um, I really say I just want to become a more consistent, like, shooter, like a, a knockdown shooter where somebody, like, if they leave me open, then they already know it's going to go in type, yeah. type of shooter. Just, uh, what about you, Kendall? Uh, I'll say – uh, defense and uh, my like ability to find people, get them open, um, and just make like everyone else around me better by like finding them or kicking it up to them. So I was like most around everything, and then like asking to improve on my shot and be, and be able to knock down shots. I wanted to ask you what you a little bit more about what you just said about making everyone better, because um, whenever people talk about you, that's what they say is. You know, you take just as much pride as in, a, in an assist or a steal or as you do a basket, or you're just as happy when your teammate scores as, as you are when you score. How, how did you get to be that way? How did, how did, that, how did that mind frame develop in, in you? Um, since I was young, like, I always played up with my brother like two years ahead, so I was never really like the dominant scorer. Like, I was always just the dude to like find my brother and find the older kids. So just growing up, I was in the person, you know, pass first and find the open person instead of taking a bad shot Come on. right and when you talk about um shooting and wanting to improve your shot what are you doing right now or, or what will you be doing you know uh to work on that do you take a certain number of threes a day or like kind of what's your routine when it comes to working on that yeah just getting a lot of shots every day um fixing my form to get a higher arc and just work on that every day putting a lot of shots in practice yeah. and after practice gotcha what about you, Jeremy? Uh, how would you assess your game right now? I think I play good defense, one through four. I can switch. Um, that's why I pride myself in. Um, but also, you know, playmaking for myself, but especially for my teammates. Uh, I feel like I can see the court really well. My IQ is up there. Um, but I also think I need to improve my shot. But I think this last few months, I've really improved that. So, yeah, I mean, in general, I just need to consistently consistently improve my game all wherever, wherever that's yeah exactly all around so you know I'm just trying to do everything well tell me what that's like for you right now in Germany and, and like kind of what you're doing and maybe how your days when it comes to practice and preparation might be different than they would be over here in the U.S. I think, I think here I've got a lot more um, individual practices I think um, 
they put a lot more detail into, you know, footwork and different types of shots and um, going off screens, different types of screens. So I feel like I've improved a lot, like IQ wise, because I know a lot more and also playing with like older people, you know, they've been through college uh, leagues, like pro league. So, you know, just learning a lot from different types of players and, you know, people. So, yeah, it's so good. And, and I'll, Along that line, I wanted to back up to um, and ask Langston and Kendall about their prep schools, because I know that they're at two of the best places in the United States for, um, you know, really grooming players and getting them ready for the next level. Langston, what's it like for you uh, at Mount Verde this year and last year? How, why, why do you think that was a good decision? Um, I feel like it was a good decision because I wanted to go somewhere where I knew I would have to compete every day and like where I, where I know, like, if I go into practice and I don't and I'm not going as hard as I can, then somebody else is going to make me look bad or or make me make me have to have to fight and and keep going. Like, yeah, I feel like it was also a good decision because I got to play with Coach Boyle. Coach Boyle, he he teaches the game in many different ways and teaches you all the all the aspects and not really just about yourself. He teaches you about everything every position and and different ways to guard and different ways to be a better offensive player. So I just feel like he's a great coach. Kendall, what about you? Tell us about where you are and, and why, it, why it's working so well. Um, yeah, pretty much. I, I knew that I needed to get ready for college and coming here last year was just going to give me a better, like get me ready. Uh, sooner because I'll be t I'll be here for two years and this is you know you wake up every day and you're just competing against people with the same goals as you at the same age and stuff so and like in my old at my old high school I don't think I was like getting pushed as hard as I wanted to but here like you have to come ready every day and compete and the players around you are going to make you better as well you know, one, one thing I've noticed is uh, when I look at Instagram videos and following, you know, you guys as much inf videos that have been put out on all three of you, I've noticed you always have a Baylor shirt on, it seems. Are you, um, I, I know Grady Dick is, is a player that Baylor's recruiting. Are you, are you trying to talk to other players and, and, you know, set the stage for trying to convince them to come to Baylor? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, he, he lives in my house here, so, yeah. I'm always uh, recruiting him, so I, th I think we'll get him here. Uh, I think he's leaning towards us. Awesome. All right, so let, let me ask you this question. I, let me, I'll start with you, Kendall. Is there, when you looked at Baylor and you felt like it's a good fit, you know, obviously Scott Drew's been there a long time. This is his 18th year. They're ranked number one this year. He's built a monster program. He's got it rolling. But, you know, a lot of times it's like the fit is very important. And so when, when you envisioned yourself playing for Baylor, were there some players in the past, like a Torian Prince or a Royce O'Neal, you know, these wings that you said, okay, I see myself fitting into this program and, you know, with the development of their, of players, I, I think that this is my future. Was that, or were there any players that come to mind when you think of why Baylor was a great fit for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, those two players Definitely, I could be using show my athleticism and my skills to you know take the next step. Uh, that that's why I uh, pretty much watched. 
Right. Now, and I talked to your coach. I know Jason talked to each of you on signing day, but I had interviews with each of your coaches. And one thing your coach said, um, I, I think there was a comparison to Scottie Pippen or Mikhail Bridges for you, that you just do a lot of great things. He said, you're one of the best players he's ever seen off the ball, uh, that you're, you know, you're always moving. You, you, you do a great job of you know, uh, moving without the ball. You don't need the ball in your hands to be successful. Are there any players that you model your game after? Uh, I say I just take from a, like a lot of players. Um, you know, I, I like to watch Kawhi, LeBron, Tatum, right. a bunch of those players. But I, yeah, that's why I say most of them. Very good, Langston. I'll, I'll I'll throw that question to you. Were there any players in Baylor's past that you said? Yeah, this this is a guy that has a similar skill set to me, and I can see myself fitting into this uh, particular role within Baylor's program. I just see all the guards that y'all that Baylor has that we ha that they've had in the program. Um, I like watching, seeing how Jared Butler progresses, and then I see how Davion Mitchell is and Mitchell Teague. I all see that they all have great bodies that have been built and worked for through the, throughout the years at Baylor and how much they've progressed through their upping up in their skill set and making the right plays and and having the right IQ through things so I just feel like those are the those are the three guys that I've seen that that really helped my decision I guess yeah. right and likewise I talked to coach Tim and, and he said Buddy Hield and Eric Gordon were two two guys that came to mind when trying to describe how you play. Or do you think do you feel like those two guys are decent comparisons for you, or um, players that you, that you think want to try to emulate? Yes, sir, I do. I feel like those two. I watch some of them: Buddy Hield, Eric Gordon, and I also like to look at Bradley Beal and players like that, just who are similar to my my body type and my size. Right. Now, I know, Jeremy, um, I think your coach and even I know you're, yourself, you, you don't like the comparisons as much. But when you look at some of the Baylor roster in the past, who, who have you seen that you, that you think, you know, hey, this is a guy I can relate to? Royce O'Neal. I mean, I, I watched him as well in the, the bubble, and he's great. I mean, he plays all around. He does a little bit of everything, and, you know, that's what team needs. And also Prince, so. Yep. I, I do watch those, but, you know, like you said, I, I like watching everyone and, you know, taking little things of everyone and, you know, creating myself. So, right. Yeah. You have a favorite player in the NBA? Yeah, probably KD, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Sure. You guys talk a lot, um, whether it's on Zoom or on the phone, you know, now that you're all three future Baylor Bears, I mean, has that enhanced your relationship? Um how, how much are you communicating, Jeremy? Have you gotten to know these guys at all? No, I've been snapping them and, you know, using Instagram to talk to them. But it's, it's a little bit difficult on my side as well, you know, the time difference and everything. But, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're trying to get close. And, you know, it's only a few months and we're going to be together. So it's exciting. Awesome. Well, guys, we appreciate your time today. And I'm going to ask each of y'all one last question. It was something Ashley came up with. And then then we'll let you go. But what's the, if you had to look back kind of on your life and your career up to this point, what's the kindest, nicest thing anyone's ever done to you or, or, or said to you? What, what's anything stick out? Uh, Jeremy, you can start it off since we were, 
we were on with um, you? I mean, uh, that's a that's a hard one. That's a hard one. I mean, there's there's loads of things that people said to me which are really kind and everything. But uh, a few weeks ago, I was I was pretty ill, and uh, this this lady was really helpful, and you know, she she cooked for me and bought me some juices and everything. So you know, I just really appreciate how nice she was to me, and she took her own time to care for me. Yeah. While my family are out in a different country, so it's great. Is, is there really. someone that um you, that kind of you credit the most for for getting you to where you are right now, basketball wise? Someone that's guided you and and uh, kept you going when when things got tough. I've always been close to my mom, and also she played basketball, so you know I can go to a outside of basketball, but also with basketball, and she helps me a lot. Yeah. So definitely my mom. Right. What about you, Kendall? The kindest, nicest thing anyone's ever done for you or said to you? Um, well, the reason it would probably be, this was last year, Um, I was, like, really close to missing my flight, and we, like, got in the airport, and this is to get back to school. And there was this huge line, like, one of the longest it's ever been. And the lady let me, like, skip all that and go to the front to make my flight. Yeah. So I was pretty thankful for that. As a frequent traveler, I, I can imagine how good that felt. But what, what about uh, when you, who you, who you really credit for for your um, progression and development? Who, who do you want to thank the most for it? I'll say my dad. Uh, he's been there, uh, just helping me ever since beginning. I was little because he had he had like the same me, and he wanted to help me get to it. And I'll just say him, and then my mom and my aunt, my brother. Yeah, it's my whole family. Yeah, Langston, is there a moment or act of kindness that's happened in your life that really that really jumps out? Something you'll always remember? Um, I'd say last year it was in December. Uh, I had got the flu. Like I had a, a bad flu. It was I had like a hundred and like four fever and Ooh. and I and we had an ESPN game. And I, I was, and I had missed it. And there's a lady on campus who's like, she she organized our team, but we would consider her the team mom. Mm-hmm. She she took me to her her house and got me out of the dorm, and let me have my own room, my own space. And she cooked for me. She actually helped me do my laundry and and do a lot of stuff. She did a lot for a lot of stuff for me. So I feel like that was a great act of kindness by her. Yeah, people like that are are absolutely great. I know a lot of teams have have moms and supporters like that. Um, who do you credit the most, um, or who are you most thankful for? I guess during your rise as a as an athlete here, uh, my family. I thank my mom, my dad. Um, my dad always help, always pushes me and push me to another level. And even when I'm doing good, he always find like I would always think. I, I would never um, like in a way satisfy his um, his his expectations for me, but I just felt, I just realized that he was just always trying to make me do better, and there's always something I could do better. And then I would say my brother too, because he watching him grow up and what he goes through 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 basketball and how he was and what he had to deal with really helped me progress a lot faster. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, guys, these have all been great answers. It was a great conversation. I don't think it could have gone much better. And like I said earlier, I know Baylor Nation's excited about getting you here. It's going to be an exciting season coming up. So hopefully they'll kind of set the stage for you and, and have a great year this year. And then you guys will be here the, the following season and, 
and we won't miss a beat. Ashley, any, anything else before these guys no, go? I just want to make sure you guys know how to do the Sikkim Bears. Have you have you had to do that yet? Like, hey, Sikkim Bears. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, All right, let's, let's do that before we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Bears. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate thanks, guys. Take care. Appreciate thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, All right Jason and I are going to stay on here and talk about this class for a little bit. Uh, this is the number five rated class right now in the nation by a lot of the prognosticators, but boy, it's hard to find a better class for, you know, if, if you're trying to win games in college. I mean, these guys are three really bright prospects. And Jason, I know, I know you know. I got pretty excited when they talked about their wingspan. Um, yeah, uh, so six nine, six ten. These other guys, you know, Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan are over six eleven. I mean, that's a lot of length, a lot of versatility. These guys can, you know, guard multiple positions. They can score. You know, I know Langston is a knockdown three-point shooter, and, and Jeremy and Kendall are trying to become that. But uh, just a really well-rounded class. Well, one thing that I'm excited—I was excited as can be before today, and now after that interview and, and getting the chat with them, I'm even more excited because I just want to point out that we decided to do this last night at about seven o'clock and, and <laughs> texted all those guys, and, and I thought the chances of being able to coordinate it this quickly <clears throat> would be pretty slim, but they were so nice to, to give us their time. And I thought a lot of times, I mean, I'll be honest, I've been a sports writer for 20 years. And a lot of times when you, when you're talking to 17, 18 year old kids that haven't done a lot of media that they're very shy, they're not very open, but wow, what, what, what a great bunch of guys. They were so articulate and thoughtful and well-versed and, you know, that just gets me even more excited um, about covering them. So, uh, like I said at the end of the interview, Baylor's going to have this great season coming up, and then a lot of times things fall off. But with these guys, I don't think they're going to—you know—Baylor's going to miss a beat. And uh, I like the fact that they each bring something different to the table. I love the—you know—the team first uh, kind of attitude that you see from guys like you know Kendall Brown, who who loves you know takes as much pride as in an assist as a basket. I love the the fact that um, Jeremy's getting groomed overseas. Uh, in Europe, you know, where, where guys like that usually arrive in college ready from day one. Uh, the the St. Mary's coach, Randy Bennett, says he loves, you know, foreign players because they, they just kind of teach them different things over there that make them more college ready. I think he'll be ready to contribute quickly. And and Langston Love, I think he's just got to have some dog in him. I, 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 he's got a, a presence about him when you talk to him that makes me think it's going to really translate onto the court. He's got a confidence. I, I love the fact that he's very cognizant of not only where he is as a player, but what he needs to work on too. So what, what a great uh, trio and, and hopefully they can get some more guys on board and Baylor will keep rolling. Yeah. i tell you what, I, I watched um, Langston live multiple times and I remember watching him in Dallas, Fort Worth and some of the top high school players in the AU top AU players were there at that Nike EYBL tournament. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling some of the Baylor coaches after that tournament I was like, if, if you can ask me who I would want in the 2021 class, Langston Love would be my number one choice. And now Jeremy and Kendall Brown didn't play in that tournament, but uh, you're talking about, you know, multiple top 10 players in that tournament. I mean, the, the thing I loved about Langston is just the way he carried himself and his competitiveness. I mean, he's able to score. He averaged over 21 points a game in Nike EYBL play. And that's, that really translates well for college. And, you know, mo most of the time, if guys can score a Nike EYBL play, 
They're, they can be really top level scores in college. And, but I, but I'll, you know, his defense too. I mean, I, I remember his coach saying that he's just one of those guys. It's like, who's the best player. I want to cover him, you know, kind of almost like that Davion Mitchell mm-hmm. you know, mentality of, you know, I want, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a dog, you know, I'm, I'm going right. to make someone feel like they've been in a war for, for, uh, you know, 40 minutes. So I, I love that about him. I mean, what have you seen from Kendall? Like, as you've watched, I know, I know you haven't seen these guys in person and I haven't either, but uh, as you watch highlights and film, like what, what have you noticed from Kendall and Jeremy? Yeah. Well, with Kendall, I mean, I'm actually friends with an assistant coach for Mocam basketball, uh, which was his AAU team, a good friend of mine. He's been involved in the coaching of guys like, you know, Willie Colley Stein and Trey Young and stuff. But the thing he tells me the most about Kendall is just his, his court vision, his ability to see things before they happen. Uh, his just overall all around game. Now, he, he says he needs to really work on the shooting, but, and, and he will, you know, but other than that, I mean, he, he's just a, a guy that sees things so well. And again, just, you know, kind of like we, t- I mean, I don't want to compare him to Mark Vidal physically and what he does, but I mean, I think Mark Vidal takes a lot of pride in being a stat sheet guy. Right. You know, I mean, you don't, Vidal wants you to read every, every line on that stat and, and be impressed with him, not just the, the TP, not just the total points. He wants right. you to look at the steals and the rebounds and the blocks and the assists and, and all that stuff. And, and I think that's going to be uh, Kendall. He's going to do a little bit of everything for Baylor and, uh, and, you know, he, that, those are the kind of things he takes pride in. So, Love that about him. What I like about all three of these guys is um, they've, they've already made such a, an impression on these coaches, but I just feel like their ceiling is so high. You know I mean? I think they're still going to get so much better. I mean, they're going to arrive good with the potential to become great. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just kind of babbling now, but I mean, I, I think that uh, they'll be ready to help. I think from day one, but I think by the time these guys are sophomores and juniors, you know, they're going to be really something special. Yeah, I know. Jeremy, um, John Jacobs uh, was a coach that recruited Jeremy Sohan, and I've been getting some some film on him, you know, and he's playing against professionals, and he's playing well. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's averaging double figures, close to 10 rebounds. He's blocking shots. He's knocking down threes. I mean, I think, you know, it's it, sometimes these guys that, you know, he's a top 50 recruit, and yep. he left uh, La Lumiere and went to Germany this year. And sometimes they fall off the radar from, from yep. the national prognosticators, but this guy's a really, really good player. I mean, you couldn't ask for three better recruits to fit Baylor's uh, DNA, to fit their needs. You know, and like you said, I, I love, you know, you know, both Jeremy and Kendall seem to have this like mindset of wanting to be like a, a Royce O'Neill or Mark Vidal you know, just guys that come in and just do whatever it takes to win and, and help the team get better uh, because we're going to have a lot of scores. You know, we, we're going to have guys, depending on what happens with Mitchell and Butler next year, uh, but there's going to be guys like Matthew Meyer that can put the ball in the hole, LJ Cryer. And, you know, you, you got some guys there, Dane Danja, Dane Danja. I mean, there, there's going to be some guys that can put the ball in the basket. So, you know, getting someone that can do some of the things that Mark Vidal does is a crucial thing to continue, you know, the excellence that Baylor basketball's, you know, been on these last two years. Absolutely. That's, that, and these guys might not even realize how good of a situation they're going to be walking into because yeah. they're going to be given opportunities to, to play a huge part in that team as freshmen, but there's not going to be so much pressure on them where like, oh, Langston, if you go two for nine tonight, we're going to lose or, 
Jeremy, if you turn it over, you know, Kendall, if you, if you turn a few over, I mean, we're going to lose. I mean, like there's, it's going to be a great team. And to me, I think that'll at least allow them to play with a little bit more of a, with less, a little bit less tension and they won't be as tight. And, right. and I think that'll bring out the best in their game. I mean, it's always good, you know, when you're surrounded by great players and, and that'll be the case for, for them. And it'll, it'll really help their development. It'll help the competition and practice. It'll bring the best out of them. And so it's a win-win for everyone. Well, I tell you right now, so the, the top five classes in the nation, according to 247, Michigan, Florida State, Kentucky, Villanova, Baylor. But I know I'm biased. I wouldn't trade Baylor's class for any of those. No, I wouldn't. The guys are going to be the bedrock of what could be a really fun run for Baylor basketball. You know, a continuation of what we've seen the last two years, last year, and then obviously uh, Baylor's the number one team in the nation by a lot of measurements uh, this year. That's what's so big about this class is like, you know, so many times when you're looking at basketball teams, you think, you know, 2020, 21 is going to be their year. They got to do it then because then so-and-so is leaving and then, boy, that's got to be the year for them, you know? And I am thinking about that, about that season. But, but the good thing is, is like, there's not going to be a drop-off when you, when you're bringing guys like this in. I mean, th th this class was key because it just can, it, it's just going to continue that momentum. And uh, that's what's exciting for me. It's, it, it's not just a time to be excited about Baylor basketball because of the season. It's time to be excited about Baylor basketball because of a long-term future, thanks to, thanks to these three guys coming in, as well as some of the, the sophomores and juniors and, and freshmen on the Baylor team now. Yeah, the coaches at Baylor have done an outstanding job recruiting. And obviously, it's, it's been a byproduct of the development of players and winning and just building the right culture I mean, the culture of the program is just phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of like the Villanovas, the Gonzagas. I mean, they've just been able to, you know, get high character kids, get older, stay older, Virginia. You know, there's a lot of programs that do, the, do it the right way. And I think Baylor is right in that mix of, of these top programs in the country. Absolutely. And with that, I need to go because my son has a basketball game today that I'm, I'm going to run late for. He's going to probably miss the first quarter now because of punishment because I'm running late. So anyway, I do want to say thanks again, though, uh, to all three of those guys, Kendall um, Brown and Langston Love and Jeremy Sohan for joining us on short notice. Uh, season's getting closer. Interviews like that get me more and more pumped up. And I, I know you feel the same way. So until next week. Uh, Baylor fans will have another great guest on, but thanks for joining us on the Sikkim 365 podcast. And the field of, through the Field of 68 network. with uh, Absolutely. Jeff Goodman and Rob, yep. Rob Doster. That, that, that works off to a great start. Yes. We'll see you next time. All right. Ashley, take care.